it's maybe because of natural causes or or something that somebody wasn't doing that they were told to do years ago, months ago, weeks ago. Um, but you know, our life is so wrapped up uh, in doing so many things and doing them at a high level. Um, I think sometimes when we add work into it, like you were talking about, we got to come to work. We we want to be at work. We want to be at one hundred. But then at some things in our life, there's some things going on. Some things ain't as perfect as it could be or maybe some things are getting you know maybe too bad um but in this industry that we we work in or just even in this society um we've made it difficult to for people to to call out ask for help uh because on a, on a big scale society wise i think uh sadly to say that asking for help is is a sign of weakness yeah and I'm here to tell you that, that it's a sign of strength. Um, and um, so th those are the things that, that I wanted to get into um, as we continue talking. But the main thing I want to talk about um, on top of this is, you know, how we became uh, friends. And, and it was what you said, your first thing in your life was, was the Christian side of things. And, and you're right, man, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, it's, uh, you try to live the right way. Um, you try to do it as best as you can, um, but I actually think that that is uh, a strong side. We talk sometimes early in the morning, late at night, about the struggles that we have, right? Yeah. And um, man, it's it's uh, it's trying to tie all these things in together. Um, really, um, it's 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 um, it's difficult. Um, so I, I guess the the question I'm gonna ask you, John, um, going back to what we were talking about is you know what are some things that you do during the day or throughout your week or your month that that you try to incorporate um taking care of yourself um because i think the you is very important for all those other things to be to be to be good right sure. and, and and sometimes looking in the mirror isn't pretty you know, so sometimes we have to reflect. Sometimes we have to actually look in the mirror, you know, or some, sometimes people tell us about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We might not like it, but sometimes it's the truth. So how, how, how do you, throughout your weekday or years, and like, how do you um, keep it together? You know, I, going to church is part of it, finding some, some balance there um, through faith. And then um, I'm, I'm a big advocate for working out. Um, I wish I had a little bit better diet, but I do spend a lot of time working out. My wife, you tell, hey man, you tell, mine's, just, mine's just a little out of whack, you know what I mean? But my wife told me not that long ago that she said that she thought I could be in, I should be in a little bit better shape for as hard as I work. So that was a little bit of a dig on uh, maybe what I'm consuming uh, as opposed to working out. But I do find that as a great stress relief. Um, given the things that are going on in, in my life and, and with my family and kids and uh, supporting what they they're trying to do some of that has to happen at night which is not the most ideal I'd love to be the guy that gets up in the morning early and just knocks his workout out then uh, it's just, just not the reality of of my situation but I do try to try to balance some of that and get that exercise in it's a great outlet for me um, you know from there I, I'm very passionate on the coaching side of thing I'm, I'm really involved with uh, both of my boys on their team situations um, and so I take a lot of fun out of that How's that helped your, your relationship with you and your, your kids, being able to? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, man. I, did your dad ever coach you? or I, You know, um, 
sorry to say, you know, um, my dad was there, but he wasn't there for those, those, all those types of things. Yeah. But um, so I couldn't even imagine what that was like. It's tough, man. My, it, it's a lot of fun, and I'm learning how to deal with it, with it better. Um, but I'm a fairly intense guy on the on the ball field, I, in all sports. And I, I, I was blessed to play in college. Uh, baseball in college. My wife also played collegiate softball at Colorado State, and so oh, we're wow. both four-year athletes. Um, and neither one of us was like the great all-star player. We were kind of the. Um, we've certainly got our opportunities to play, but we had to work very, very hard to stay at that level. We weren't just the physically talented people that could just show up and roll out right. and get it done. Um, we had to compete for that, and so it's probably what's allowed both of us to have some successes as professionals in our life. And. Um, the good and the bad of that is we take that with some of these young people and you, you try and find the right mix. Um, but with my kids especially, I probably do a better job handling that with other people's kids than I do my own at times, right? Right. These levels of expectation and so I'm, I'm trying to um, be more consciously aware of, of not uh, being that much harder on my own kid than I would somebody else's. but. Tell you the truth, I mean, it kind of comes with the territory, and I think you listen to, you know, you go listen to any of these professional coaches or collegiate coaches, and they talk about coaching their kids and all of these things. Um, being a coach's kid is not easy, all the way down to high school. Being a coach's kid is just not easy. Right. Um, there's a different, people look at you differently, they have different expectations of what maybe you should be as a person or player or whatever, and so uh, impressing that on my kids is not what I actively want to be doing, but it probably does happen. Overall, it's a very positive experience working with them, but it's something I have to be conscious of as not just their coach, but as their dad, right? That's the long-term. Right. This this moment in life and coaching is fun and it's awesome and all that. At some point, they're going to grow up and, you know, I don't know if they're going to play in college. I don't know if they're going to play in high school, in college or anything past that, but I'm going to be their dad forever. And so, wow, this That's has powerful. to be, this has to be good. It has to be right. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, it's on my end, you know, I, when I, when I listening to you, I'm like, man, I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like looking through, you almost have to look through the eyes of your kids, um, while you're coaching, right? Uh, because a lot of the things that we were taught, they're old, you know, those ways are old because of the, just how things are right now, you know, and. Uh, we can't continue teaching with some of those old ways, so we have to be innovative. We have to go do research. We gotta read. We gotta talk to friends and just you know put all those things together and come up with the best decision. Not to say that we're always gonna make those, man, but I think the effort, um, like you said, is is the main thing, and and just making sure that you're doing uh, the best that you can do. Well, you know, listening to you. Um, Sounds, you know, on my end, man, that's a, that's a lot, you know, um, that, that us, as we would say, men, uh, take on our shoulders. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the man thing because I think that's a whole nother concept because so many people view that and see that, that word man as, as some different things, right? Um, so that's a whole nother conversation. But just being this husband, just being this, which I call, I consider you a safety professional. You're just on the other end, yeah. you know, and you're the guy who's out selling the product. You're the guy who's out providing um, 
I call the behind the scenes, but you're a big part of this big circle. This, I, it's, it's, when I look at it, it looks like a whole bunch of chain links, right? Mm -hmm. And um, without you, we're disconnected as a safety manager, as a company, um, as craft, um, you know, uh, without um, some of that, some of those things. So I, I really want to highlight, I, I guess I'm, I'm just excited to highlight the fact that like, I'm thankful for you personally, you know, because I mean, I might be um, a semi-expert in what I do, but you're an expert in what you do. So I need you. You know, when it comes to the best product or what you've heard or some policies that I may have missed and what's coming out and um, your job is just as important. Um, and, I, and I want you to know that coming from me on, on the outside, I've always um, looked at, your, at, at, at you and you take it serious. Um, you're always on time, unlike I was today. Um, but uh, you're always on time, professional. Um, you want to do the best, and you're always checking what you expect, right? You, you make sure stuff's getting to, to, to the client. And all those things, that customer service thing, is such, such a beautiful thing. And that's why I say I consider you a safety professional. One, because you're serving um, the, uh, the very first line of our defense. Um, and then two, you're serving as John Bernie. And to me, there, there's nothing more important to, to, that part, to that part of you because, you know, my brother always tells me, and it's so true, is that people don't care what you have to say until they know how much you care. And through how you talk, how you act, and how you intermingle with people, that's, that's one thing that I noticed about you that is, is that you care, you know. Um, you might not be the safety manager at the hazard, but you want to make sure that I got everything I need when something does come up. So, on my end, man, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I, I, you know, I've been blessed. Um, I was a customer of Alliance Safety for almost five years before Earl Hosterman hired me to oh, wow. be one of his sales reps. No, I didn't so, know that. You didn't. I, you didn't know that. Okay. So, um, I think one of the unique experiences that I have is that I spent out of college the first the majority of the first uh, 10 11 years of my professional career I was actually in management and at, you know about half that time was a customer of Alliance Safety but I bring up the management piece because I was in facilities management and stadiums and arenas and things like that so so different than uh, what you did but I certainly had a safety component to my job but just probably more importantly was I, I was a manager right and so that that is probably one of the unique experiences that um, I bring to Alliance Safety that uh, the other, most of the other people on the team don't, and so it's we all have individual, you know, expertises or life experiences and things that allow us to be successful. Whether it be our our warehouse and sales and uh, sales team, warehouse team, inside team, uh, Eddie on the creative side of things. Everybody's got these these different deals. One that maybe makes me a little bit unique in my approach to things is I was a manager for a long time, and so. You know, hitting those deadlines, understanding those P&Ls, having to report on those P&Ls to people ahead of you, um, speaking towards production because production matters, right? Safety is important. It's how I earn my living. I tell people that all the time by selling these goods, but um, you can never downplay the production piece. If those guys can't produce, then we're kind of all, all not in the mix. Right. So we're there to 
support them. And, uh, you know, obviously, it's one of the things that we kind of touched on just a little bit ago, Kenyon, with um, the coaching aspect. You're like, there's these old school mentalities and there's new. And, and some old school stuff is really good, right? There's a reason it's old school and it's been around because it works. But then there's these newer school approaches and can you figure out that blend that makes it all work? And uh, I think that also speaks to the amount of resources that are out there at our fingertips, right? Um, more than they've ever been, right? You can go on YouTube and find almost anything you want. And some of it's BS and some of it's great. You gotta, you gotta discern that. But one of the things that I, that I really enjoy about what I do in the world of safety and working with people like yourself and, and some of the great safety professionals that are out there is um, on the production side, there might be some proprietary secrets. How what we do that's special that allows us to be really productive and earn money. That's awesome. They're gonna keep those things pretty close to the vest. Safety professionals do not operate like that. You guys almost all have this quality that you want to see people go home safe at night. You want to do things the right way. You certainly want your, your companies to be you know, safe and productive so that we all keep jobs. But there's no secrets that, that really get kept. If somebody comes across something that works really well or, or um, a policy, a procedure, an approach to communicate, that just gets shared. And I hear that from you know someone like a Kathy Freeman will tell me, things that she's helping work on and with other people across the country, yourself. Um, you know, there's a, there's a host of them. Uh, Anthony Tapia at, at Luminate. I mean, these are people that I can ask at any point in time, what are you kind of doing on this, this type of situation? Or how are you guys handling that? Or how are you getting your message across? And they'll share that information. And they'll share it with any, they'll share it with the most junior safety professional that just got out of college and just starting all the way up to a C-level type person and, and every craft person in between and so I it's awesome to go experience that with people and not have them try to keep like their their pride and joy to themselves right like the right. something that they created they will gladly share that information Wow you're talking about some powerful stuff man I mean it's like we might have to have a part two John I mean, <laughs> there's some things that you've hit on that that people don't um, maybe people don't always think about um, but it's, that's what I want this platform to be, is, is, is some of those things that you're talking about is, is I'm not the expert in everything. I'm not the expert in finances, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know I've had some financial issues. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm an expert in that realm right there, right? Yeah. But I had to get somebody who knew everything to sort of get me out of that. Um, and, and, and I think this platform, whether it's finances, whether it's marriage, whether it's work, whether it's mental health, um, somebody has the information. Mm -hmm. And, but you don't get that information, John, until the you either does some research, goes out and asks for help, mm -hmm. or um, at the same time, have enough um, um, in you to stand up and just tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, I need some time off. Um, so it's these things that keep us from being at the top of our game. It may be minor, mm -hmm. but it's still a chink. It's, it's, it's like the, the, the rigging, you know? It's like you can only, the, the rigging can only take so many chinks and then you gotta take it out of out of service. Mm -hmm. 
we have the opportunity to um, heal, fix, and mend our things. But like in rigging, when it's done, it's done. You know, but I guess at the end of the day, as, as everybody has their breaking point, just like a yeah. piece of rigging. So I can't tell you what that is, but if something is bothering you, the best time to get it is when the growth of it is, is minor. Because mm -hmm. if you let the tree get too big, what, what, what happens? The roots are so big that now you're, you're down a rabbit hole trying to cut off the life of the tree. It's too late. It's, 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 it's too big.